There, did you notice how I was much yes. more, more playful? More playful, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. So, well, yeah. I mean, this is something that you brought to my attention, which I thought was yeah, interesting, and I, and I yeah. appreciate that. Did you actually load some of the screenshots? Oh, yeah, on I think I can get off of this one, this this picture. I didn't get any screenshots ah. or anything. Or There we go. So, anyway, um, yeah, there's no screenshots that's that's for the third topic that we were going to do but oh, okay. we're probably not gotcha. going to get around to, yeah, we won't get to uh, that one today tonight. but anyway we'll we'll get to the uh, next one because uh you know, recently i know uh so in the last episode uh we talked about you know john MacArthur. um you know that's been going on at grace community church and you know we are very uh proud of his uh you know taking a stand against yeah, the government saying hey the church is essential um you don't get to say so um you know i think the difference is um, between maybe uh, us, like me as a theonomist and him, as he's appealing to the Constitution, and I would appeal that the Constitution only has meaning <laughs> in a Christian worldview, which then says the church is essential, uh, and there's more to uh, the law than um, and the government being responsible to uh, to live according to it and to rule according to uh, the law of God than uh, John MacArthur. But like here is uh, something came up that I read that uh, now in the midst of all this of me just going, go, John, go, John, he has to go and pull the dispensational <laughs> position yeah. issue and say that, you know, you know, so the governments are against the churches right now. There's a lot of stuff going on there, and we would acknowledge that, yeah, the government is trying to put their hand into what a church can and cannot do. Certainly. And so now we have to talk about eschatology, and he is coming out talking about the world is primed for the Antichrist to come. So if you don't know, John MacArthur is dispensationalist. Um, so if you don't know what dispensationalism is, but it's eschatology is, you know, if you're, if you're, um, if you know what Tim, La- who does Tim LaHaye is, uh, he, Jerry wrote, B. Uh, Jenkins. Yeah, he wrote all those books, uh, about, you know, the, the great tribulation and the rapture and, uh, the antichrist and three and a half years of peace, three and a half years of, of not peace. And, and the, you know, but the Christians are raptured. And then there's this new, uh, you know, the Jews build a new, a new temple offer sacrifices and all that kind of stuff. So there, there's a lot there. Um, we are not. So I know no. I will come out and say that I'm a post-millennial guy. Yeah. So. I've told you that yeah. I was from the beginning. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just haven't uh, had a full on discussion well, just, in, as, know, of eschatology. Yeah, and, and someday and, we will have one, I'm sure. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, we'll get, we'll get with the Josh like, Jenkins and stuff like that too, yeah. on not just the theonomy issue, but the uh, post-millennial issue. But uh, so, yeah, so we definitely have a disagreement here. And so what I wanted to do um, with just that, and it's just a, just kind of a quick um, go through who is the Antichrist, because, you know, we're because we are noticing these times of of just, say, government overreach, um, famine, sickness, death, just all this stuff that, you know, uh, and mainstream has been told you, you you've been told um that you know this this these are the signs of the end right and so even yes. nominal christianity would be like well i guess that's what the bible says yeah well and i think that because of the impact of tim lahay and jerry b jenkins mm-hmm. books left behind in the movie there is yeah there is certainly a 
well, that's just what Christians believe. Yeah. And I remember as, so I hope I'm not taking like too big of a diversion here, but I remember when I was in high school, you were in high school, this was a pretty big deal, right? Mm -hmm. Even non-Christians were reading the books. And I remember there was a young lady who went to our FCA and she was Lutheran. And she said, well, you know, that's not what Lutherans believe. And I was like, really? Now, of course, I went to my dad. Yeah. He did not believe that either. So I was like, oh, yeah, huh. But it was so overarching, even though there had been teaching in my church, that's not the position of everybody or historically. In fact, this is a recent, a recent in church history idea. Yeah, yeah. There was still this assumption among, again, a short-sighted generation that this is what everyone believes. So it's very easy for an individual to listen to something like MacArthur, but not even MacArthur, but everyone else. Oh, well, we're ready to be raptured out. We're waiting for the Antichrist to rise up because that's what's going to happen. That's what Christians believe. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting because I've had this guy that I've got to say for a long time. We've had some nice, tense um uh, conversations while I was cutting his hair. Yeah. I did a good job, good. <laughs> but you know, it's definitely, I'm having to focus on his haircut and then like, just get in my brain and just go like, no, no, no. And, I don't know and, how you and, can and do so, like, you know, Last time, um, he, uh, he was talking to me. He's like, you know, I, I don't see how Christianity today is anything like Christianity of the first century. It's not the original. And I'm going, Oh, I totally get where you're going to. And I, and he was like, you know, you guys you're kind of, a, you know, it seems like the Christianity today isn't about kingdom building. And I'm like, well, yeah, because what in America we have this, what I would say a part of the American gospel, which is escapism. Your hope mm -hmm. is in the rapture. And I've heard that from people that are professing Christians. They say, yeah, I'm hoping like for the rapture. And I'm like, no, we are hoping for a kingdom. Amen. And that's what I get from scripture. So I got to tell this kid, no, no, we, we, we need to, we're supposed to be involved in pol politics. And he was like, really? Like, because he's only getting fed this mainstream stuff. He hasn't been in, involved in a, a discipleship relationship and a Bible study to really get this stuff, you know? And so, you know, but he's recognizing, wait, what I am seeing in scripture, I'm not seeing mainstream. But now you're telling me, <laughs> I'm like, well, they're, we're out there, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're out there. Um, so, you know, it's just like that Elisha moment, you know, I'm the only one God, I'm the only one God. And he's like, oh, no, dude, I got seven, <laughs> I got 7,000 other guys that haven't been there and need to bail. Don't worry about it. So, you know, that's, you know, he needs to read that in his scriptures. Like just because there's mainstream, this doesn't mean it's true. We don't believe in mob, mob truth. We got to go through scripture. And so that's why I wanted to kind of just a. Uh, we're not going to go into a uh, full-on orbed. Yeah, you know, eschatology but I think discussion, this is a really important but, element you know, that you again, that you I, identified that I think is really crucial. Yeah. So uh, if you've ever interacted with Jehovah Witnesses, one of the things that they'll often do uh, is they will try to go to John one, and they will try to say, "Look, there is no definite article." Uh, when it says in the beginning was a word and the word was oh, God. Oh yeah, this is what I, these are the images I needed to put up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry that I didn't uh, didn't. Uh, I should have reminded yeah. you, like, hey yeah, dude, why don't you just right. the ones that you shared with me? Why don't you just put up? Yeah. So uh, I, I, what I can do is uh, keep talking. Okay. And what I'll do is I'll do some so weird. So if you've engaged a Jehovah Witness 
And again, one of the, if you've listened to the show for any time at all, you've heard some of the things that really differentiate Jehovah Witnesses from Orthodox Christianity. And, and one of them is that they believe that Jesus Christ was the first and greatest creation of God the Father. So uh, often when they up. come into, oh, you, I, I'm, I'm yeah. good, man. I'm not going to get them okay. up, but yeah, because um, they're not. They're not easily accessible. Oh, so, I can get yeah. them. I can get them to you. If oh, that well, would be careful on, and on this okay. computer. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll just talk about it. So what they'll do is they'll come to someone. They'll say, well, this whole Trinity doctrine is a made up thing. Yeah. And I'll be like, well, what do you mean? And so often the Jehovah witness who has been trained and prepped and schooled in their method will say, oh, we'll prove that Jesus is God. And so the Christian who's gone to church, who's gone to Sunday school, who's keyed in on some things, will go to John chapter one, verse one. In the beginning was the word and the word, excuse me, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And they'll take that that definite article there, the last one, the word was God. And they'll say, well, there's no definite article there. Therefore, that is an addition to the text that was given by John, and therefore that's not proof that Jesus Christ is in fact God. Now, I would tell you that there are many more passages of Scripture that we've walked through in the past that point out that Jesus Christ is indeed God, but that's a central definitive difference between the two positions. Now, Adam sent me an article um, that was not an article, but sent me a screenshot of something that was really, really interesting to me. And one of the things that uh, Adam did in that is he went to First uh, John, um, and give me one second here because I didn't have it up right off the top of my head. Uh, he went to First John, First John chapter four verse eighteen. Adam, yes, okay. First oh, well, John I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you look in First John, so we're talking about the Antichrist. Yeah. So if we look at First John two. First John four, and then you look at Second uh, John. Uh, well, it's one seven. Sorry, there. So there's the three mentions of uh, the Antichrist. So I know you probably just walked him through. I just talked uh, a little bit yeah, about John yeah, one. Yeah, so, you so in there. John one one, whenever you look at that, you know, when we're talking about Jehovah's Witnesses, um, when you look at that, the word was God. That's what the Orthodox side. That's what you're going to read in your 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 other than New World Translation. Right. Um, and in any other translation, you're going to hit, um, you know, and the word was God. But in the New World Translation, they add an A God. So whenever you look at the Greek behind it, which, again, I should have got the screenshots, yeah. but I didn't. But I, it's a, it's okay. The podcast guys aren't getting the screenshot anyway. But anyway, whenever you look at it, there is not a definite article in front of the word theos, God. Now, there, the definite article is on the word. So, ho, logos. So the word. So the main subject matter in John one one is the word, and the in God was the word, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to put a a God, but the thing is, is if you look at the testimony of Scripture, you have one God. So there can't be two gods. That's henotheism or polytheism, yes. right? And that's what they that's what they do with it. But see, the lack of the definitive article, the lack of the definitive article in front of God there, though. The word has the definitive article, says the word was God. That's how we translate that. So whenever we get into 1 John 2, um, it's in verse 18, whenever we're talking about the Antichrist, I noticed something whenever I got into the same, you know, getting into an interlinear, that's about as far as I can go. And then I kind of like read other things and, and look at other things there since I don't really know Greek and Greek grammar, never went to school. Man, but my, 
my Greek study was <laughs> not too yeah. great. I yeah. mean, I did take a class and I didn't do well. <laughs> yeah, but I did notice something here um, that was really interesting and I've never heard it before. I ran it by Dave and I run it by um, everybody we're broadcasting this to, but just to think about it. So whenever we're talking about the Antichrist, the Antichrist, it's got a definite article whenever we talk about it, the Antichrist. So we could say, Po Antichristos, <laughs> right? Greek-wise. Yeah. So anyway, um, whenever we're reading this, it says, Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. Now listen to that again. As you have heard that Antichrist is coming. Now there is not a definitive article. So John's not saying that you've heard yes. that the Antichrist is coming. Mm-hmm. He is just saying, as you have mm-hmm. heard... Antichrist is coming. And then here's like, I put up a meme earlier uh, this week, John the Apologist, kind of like playing on the whole idea of, you know, John the Revel- Revelator, but um, John the Apologist um, kind of here. He's, he's actually being a, an apologist here. He's like, you've heard, right? And it, it kind of echoes Christ. You have heard, but I tell you, right? So he's kind of doing that. So that thing he's that, pointing to teaching has been yeah, given. Yeah. And so Paul or John here, he's he's like he's saying, "Well, you've heard, but I tell you, many antichrists have come, right?" And so now, so there's not a definitive article. There is not the antichrist here, and there's also this is the last hour, and he's talking to the people. But that's a whole other part of the eschatology <laughs> sort of talk that we can have. Um, but so there's not a definitive article in front of antichrist here, and it says, "By this we know that it is the last hour." They so antichrist right is. Many Antichrist has come now. They, so here's the definition of Antichrist. They, they went out from us. So they were a part of the group, and then they went out from us. But they, so, but they did not belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. However, they went out so that it would be, it might be made clear that none of them belongs to us. So this is what we kind of use whenever we talk about um, if you've had faith, right? You prove your faith by perseverance. If you do not persevere in the faith, you never had the faith to begin with. That's so right. this is this is antichrist. Yes. Right? So but then he then he contrasts the group that he's talking to. He says, but you have an anointing from now, the Holy One, right? Real quick, so he's yeah. Here we are and yeah. this is first John. He yeah. is probably pointing out to teachings like Mark and Matthew, where mm-hmm. Jesus does speak about this Antichrist, right? Or the false Christ in Matthew 24 and the false Christ in Mark 13. Yeah. So I don't think that it's a stretch to say that, or again, that Mark 13, many will come in my name saying that I am he. There is a teaching prior to what John is saying here about Antichrist. And we recognize that it's not just in John's gospel. It's in the synoptics that the church would have been familiar with. Yeah. So, I mean, you. Sorry. I just. Yeah. But that's the cool thing. We we recognize John wrote John, first, second, third John, and what revelation? Yes. Which is really interesting because guess what? Same author between. These same guy, right? So his doesn't he's got the term he's got the term antichristus, but he never actually uses it in Revelation. So give you that a uh, little bit of information key to think about. Piece it's a to very understand. key piece. He he's the same guy. He has the terminology. He would have used the same terminology if he had that, right? So anyway, he doesn't use that. But anyway, just we we got this. So um, you've heard that Antichrist is coming. It has been described as they. So many many have went out 
they went out and why they went out anyway. So, you know, they would, it would prove again, they didn't persevere in the faith, which demonstrates they didn't have true faith in the first place. He contrasts it with the people who have the anointing uh, from the Holy one who the chosen ones, uh, the elect, right? The church, the true church. Um, but then he goes down after that um, contrast and he says, then here's where you get the definitive article. He says, this is the antichrist. Um, it says, oh, so this is this one is the Antichrist, the one who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father, and no one who confesses the Son has the Father. Or no, So no one who denies the Son has the Father, and he who confesses the Son has the Father and has and uh, Father as well. So um, what we're seeing here is now we know what the Antichrist does. They this deny. is the Antichrist. Yeah. So he who denies these are the descriptions. Father. But see the definitive articles here, and you go like, oh, wait, so there is the Antichrist. No, they've already been described as many. And so when, here's how you spot one of them. <laughs> yeah. And so, so again, there is not a the Antichrist. So what is Antichrist if you can't objectify it in one person? Those who deny Christ. Yeah. Or the Antichrist. And this is yeah. key. And, 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 and I, I remember in seminary, in my systematic theology, or excuse me, in my Christian theology class, theology two, I believe, is when we began to jump into eschatology. Yeah. When we looked at all the looked at all the different eschatological systems. And one of the first ones that we were presented was the post mill position, right? That's, and it was that's awesome. Stated as the most hopeful. Yeah. I'm pretty again, I want to be optimistic. I think it actually even in the house charts even says like the most optimistic or something like that and i thought i thought well that was interesting i'd never heard it presented i didn't grow up in uh, a confessionally reformed church right that was this was completely foreign to me and first time that i'd ever seen that one of the things that i think we have problems with with the dispensational position and one of the problems that i would caution everyone today very seriously on is don't have a short-sighted view mm-hmm. of the world events that are going on. Because if we sit around and say, in that escapist mentality, well, I'm just going to wait for God to come back. I'm just yeah. going to wait for God to, to beam us out. Yeah, right? and, 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 and I don't say that in a pejorative yeah, sense. Yeah, the, sorry. I, Let me jump ahead just of you. To this, though, like yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I want to say this because how many people who... Um, I, I, I'm just going to relate this to, and I know I might get some somebody to text me later, but the the Arminian Calvin debacle. Now, why are Arminians here? Because a lot of Arminians are dispensational. Why are they acting like hyper Calvinists now? <laughs> I don't yeah. have to do anything. I'm just yeah. going to wait for Christ. Yeah, that sounds like a very hyper Calvinist uh, sort of view. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, but so here's where it really becomes simple for me. If we have a short-sighted view of redemptive history and how God is working through all of his chosen means to redeem his people, we forget about the reality that right now in some of the most hostile places in the world in regard to Christianity, places like China and South America, there is an explosion in the true church, so much so that we can't even feed those individuals in Asia with enough educated teachers 
of doctrine and theology or in, give them the ability to train up teachers, right? If we sit around saying, well, we're just going to wait for God to, to beam us out, and I, I'm not trying to be pejorative with that, right? I mean, being a little joking with it, and so maybe I should be, we're waiting for God to, to pull us out of here. I probably shouldn't say beam us up, Scotty, kind of deal, yeah. right? Uh, that's probably not, not effective. If that's what we're looking for, instead of proclaiming the kingdom against opposition, then we put ourselves in a what I would say is a hopeless situation, yeah. right? Because if God tarries in that situation, then we've actually done a disservice to the church because we haven't proclaimed God's gospel that is advancing and should be advancing. It's not that I'm saying we should look forward to, oh man, I can't wait till there's more persecution. But the church has gone through numerous series of persecution. Yeah. And when the church is squeezed the tightest, what comes, like to use my dad, my dad's analogy, what's inside comes out. Yeah. Right. And so as a church who is proclaiming God's kingdom, which is here, we shouldn't be afraid. We shouldn't be looking to escapism. We should be looking to proclaim and let God's kingdom advance, knowing that the gates of Hades will not proceed against it. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of, oh man, the times, the times, the signs, the signs, the signs, we should be saying, no, no, the signs are here. Right now, God's kingdom is advancing. (laughs) <laughs> my little boy's back there <laughs> knocking on the door. Sorry, that's all right. That's all right. So, yeah, um, but yeah, so to answer that next question, you know, so then what is Antichrist? It is they, yeah. it is it is them. You can find, here's how you can pick one out in the crowd. So there's where the definitive article um, comes from. But then if you uh, proceed on to uh, four, it says, this is the spirit of Antichrist. So then it is a group that possesses a spirit mm. of antichrist and let me take care of that yeah you do something so as adam is being an amazing dad and this is one of the fun things about doing the live stream uh i will state just a few things that i think we want to be really really careful with as we deal with whatever coming changes might occur or long-term changes that occur We need to be careful to not have a short-sighted view of what's going on. We need to be really careful. I've seen this occur in conversations among really great evangelical folks. Well, I'm not going to take this vaccine because it's going to have a microchip imputed into it. No, historically, the church has not been a group that is against any type of medical advancement. To borrow a little bit of conversation from the briefing today, I would tell you, don't have on some alarmist mentality when it comes to getting inoculations or or vaccines. Mm -hmm. I think that what you're going to see, and as you've seen even in what happened on Saturday when people stood up at that rally, that is Israel rally or whatever it was that they were doing for pro-Trump, was a really bad, not only eschatology, Mm -hmm. but a really bad view of bibliology was portrayed that does a massive disservice to the kingdom. Yeah, and so the thing is, if what you just said, if you go back in the Old Testament, what did God say about his people? They make fun. They they made fun of me because of you. They mock me because of you. So whenever we do not approach 
things like the Antichrist, whenever we don't approach eschatology the right way, God is mocked. That's right. You know, and so we need to not just frivolously, I'm a pan, pan millennial, everything will yeah. pan, pan out in the end. I understand if you haven't studied it, but do you, do you want to study scripture? Do and, you want to have a biblical eschatology? And I would say, I yeah. understand if you study it hard and come to a different view than me, yeah. but be really cautious in your proclamation of it has to be this way. Yeah. And that's where I am. Like, I'm, I'm very convictionally where I am. Right. And yeah. it's not just because I said, oh, that's cool. Like, I certainly said, well, there's two, you know, there's amillennialism and postmillennialism. I find myself oftentimes very, I mean, I'm very strongly postmill, but I can also see as I read some folks that I like and as I look at scripture, I can also begin to say, okay, I can see why they might have that position. My big piece is always don't let your eschatology be the primary reason are the primary focus of your ministry. Yeah. And I think that we got to be really careful with that. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we need to be kingdom building. And you, you can see how people act kingdom building, even though their eschatology would actually refute that. <laughs> you know, and so, you know, you kind of work with the what you see in the person, not what they say, but if they're working for the kingdom, you know, join hands and go, go on mission together. But, you know, we need to understand, again, um, there is not the Antichrist. Yeah. There is Antichrist, and here, whenever he talks about this is the spirit of Antichrist, he says, which you have heard is coming. Again, going back, you have heard, I'm telling you here, you've heard it is coming, and listen to this. Even now, it is already in the world. So, again, for a century, That's a really important thing. it was already in the world. These people already knew, right? And so this is not something projected 2,000 years plus in the future or anything. This is now. So they are, there's, there's Antichrist. They've heard he's coming. Um, there's many Antichrists. Here's how you can tell. Again, they were a part of the group. They left the group that's showing that they were, never, they, they were faithless, never really had the faith. And they're going out and they're deceiving people, right? And it's a, there's a spirit of Antichrist. And then whenever you get into... The next uh, piece here with uh, with Second John uh, one, so it's just Second John seven. Um, Many deceivers have gone out into the world, and they do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. So you know we've we've seen heresies all over church history. That's yeah. Antichrist. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. So you got another definite article there. Many, but deceivers. it's not. The Antichrist, like right. we have had it put in, um, I guess, mainstream eschatology that we believe. So, you know, John MacArthur's out there, to stage is set for the Antichrist. Well, we've already had Antichrist, and that's why we are apologists, because they're going out deceiving people, and that's why we need people to stand up and contend for the faith once we're all delivered to the saints. That's what that's written to in Jude, because there's deceivers. You know, Paul warns Timothy to preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. Why? Because of Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that's Paul and he didn't use the term Antichrist, this is John. And again, that's a key piece because John doesn't use it in Revelation. So what you're seeing out there is John and Paul amalgamated. So Second Thessalonians talks about the man of lawlessness. It's kind of like, you know, bourbon and whiskey. All right. 
So all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Okay. So the man of lawlessness is an antichrist, but the man of lawlessness is not the antichrist. Right. <laughs> so it's the yeah. same kind of thing, but that's what's happening. And so you, 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 you take the beast, you take this false antichrist, the antichrist, but you make the beast, the antichrist. And then you're just focused on one man and not concerned about the many. And then you take this man of lawlessness from Paul and you just amalgamate these together. That's all it is, is a synthesis that's not scripturally put together. Now, the man of lawlessness um, is somebody that you could probably say is antichrist because he's actually a part of them and went out. Now, if you look at the beast, that's Nero. Okay, and this is kind of where... I can kind of end the the eschatology anyway, just to kind of give give that understanding. But you know, again, the re- revelation was written to people about things that were soon to take place, and so he tells them to calculate the number of the beast. He tells them, not us, two thousand years later. He tells them to calculate the number. How can they do that? How how would that be so? How would that be meaningful to them? Somebody, two thousand plus years in the future. Because he's not talking to us in the direct sense. He's talking to the seven churches that this that the revelation went to. So he was on Patmos. He wrote it down. And just kind of like uh, Ephesians was circulated. This was circulated to seven churches. He's talking to these people. There were seven real churches, not seven epochs of the church. There were seven real churches that were going through things. Jesus was like chastising them. He was going to take away their lampstand, which is their church. He was talking to the elders, who are the angels of the churches. They were the messengers of the churches, right? He's talking to them. He's telling them, calculate the number of the beast, 666. If you use the Greek alphabet as numbers, as they did, Neron Kaiser, you know, so it's, it's open. It's there. They knew who it, and they were praised if they could calculate it. (laughs) And, and so it's all there. So you've got this person that's been a part, like was Nero a part of the, a group and then went out? No. So he's not the man of lawlessness. That's, antichrist <laughs> but he is antichrist too but not the antichrist he's yeah. the beast <laughs> so we got to be very careful to uh whenever whenever we look at categories that the bible gives us we can't put the categories on the scripture we have to get the categories from the scripture so you have a category of the beast a category of the man of lawlessness and the category of not the but antichrist which then that you can spot the antichrist that is a part of the many because there's a many and an individual issue to go on there. So, you know, so don't be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. And that's, I think uh, I struggled against post mill because I'm cynical and, and I look out and I just see death. I see destruction. I see people not caring, but then again, I only live 80 years. Yeah. And you look in the old Testament and there was people that lived in peace for a generation. And then you've seen generations that live for a long time without peace and just think about even people in the past in the old Testament, what, what they were seeing and what they were expecting whenever, you know, expecting a Messiah. Yeah. So, and what they were going through and what kind of sort of future or end times or anything that they had. And so we can't view these things from that. And the reason why post-millinary or post-mill has fallen out of favor is because well, world war one, world war two happened. But if you go back, William Carey, yeah, (laughs) The, the father of modern modern missions post mill 
uh, you know, BB Warfield, Warfield. Yeah. yeah, post mill. Um, so we, there is a lot of historical stuff, and you know, um, it was really awesome because uh, I had a really awesome uh, thought getting into this and just thinking about the song "A Mighty Fortress," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Was Martin Luther post mill?" I don't. I'm, I'm not going to make a claim for him. Uh, if you read on the Jews and their lies, holy moly, the theological work behind that is amazing. I know I got in trouble for that, <laughs> for talking about on the Jews and their lies on Facebook. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say he was a preterist, most definitely, uh, when you get into Mar- uh, Matthew 24 and, and Luke 12 there. Um, but I had this idea, I was like reading, I was thinking about those lyrics, and really cool, I got into 129 pages into that Joseph Boot Mission of God book, mm-hmm. and he said the same thing <laughs> as me, so he, I'm, I'm not the only one that made me happy, but the truth will triumph through us. That's right. Is what he said. It'll triumph through us, not endure through it. It doesn't just like preserve it doesn't just preserve because of us. It doesn't no, it triumphs through us. Is Martin Luther post mill? <laughs> is the question. It can only be consistent from a post mill view because it doesn't just endure. But you know, I just wanted to get that out no, there. No, I'm glad that you because, put that uh, out because you know, I think it does apply very much yeah. and should be affirming and should be to me empowering because I don't want to be short-sighted. Yeah. I want to proclaim that the kingdom is advancing because I see it advancing. And when I am tried and when I am uh when I am opposed and when individuals stand against me or even governments stand against us, we need to recognize where they are. So with that said, <laughs> we probably better wrap up next week. We will be live. Yes. I'll be live from Riley, Kansas. I've never yeah. been live from Riley, Next Kansas Next week for before. the live crowd. I'm not sure how I'm going to lay these out in the, in the podcast world, but we're going to have a lot of... Yeah, we're going to have a lot of episodes at the end of the year. Again, Merry Christmas uh, for that. And this one's going to get split up into two because uh, this is one long episode. Yeah, it's been good. <laughs> it's been, that, but yeah, dude, I told my yeah. wife, I was like, at first I was like, oh, I'll probably be home, you know, at a good time. And then like, as we were going, I was like, oh man, like we've... Yeah. We're going to be longer. Yeah, which and is sometime, okay. I guess happens, maybe man. in the beginning of the year, uh, Problem of Evil strikes again. <laughs> we'll, we'll do an episode on that too, because that's what we wanted to get to next. But anyway, uh, guys, thank you for and uh, Liveland hanging out with us uh, for uh, looks like over an hour and a half now. Um, and yeah. everybody that's on this podcast that uh, downloads this, thank you uh, once again. And uh, if you guys could uh, go to YouTube, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're not subscribed, if you yes, could please. review, um, if you could on whatever. Uh, podcast app that you are listening to us on if you could just give us a quick yeah because subscribing uh, liking and giving good reviews always helps us when it gets to algorithms and getting our Mm -hmm. podcast out we don't spend money no on this except for what it costs to have the the actual hosting site and the site itself and then the like really this, nice the material that that Adam has put together, yeah. Yeah, material right. I mean equipment yeah. that Adam has uh, invested in for us, and so and, and I mean there's been some donors along the way. Yes, there have. We really appreciated them. Continue to um, thank you um, for that. Even if it's been a long time since that happened, we still say thank you yeah. um, for the provision um, that you know, especially the grace of God through you. We thank Him for you. Um, in that respect so well so if you could if you could just uh, just help us out by a quick like share 
um, you know, review, put some stars on there, um, just whatever. Um, we would thank you so much. That'd be if there's any sort of Christmas present to get tagged, you're at Dave and I. Um, that would be it. Just give us some reviews, yeah. give us some likes, some shares. You can give us a cra- yeah, yeah, a great Christmas present by liking, sharing, reviewing. Yeah. Yeah. Those would be awesome. Other than that, we thank you guys for being with us. And so with that said, this is the Tag Your It Podcast. I'm Ray Ray. And I'm Dave. And Soli. Deo. Gloria. Gloria.